0: Okay, there we go hello fabulous listeners and welcome to the inaugural episode of the jojo show i'm jojo chanel horn your host and today is the kickoff of an incredible journey that we are embarking on together i'm genuinely ecstatic to introduce our esteemed guest a best-selling author and one of the top 15 rising stars of 2023 the exceptional talented Maria Constanzo Palmer. So th- thank you, per- thank you, Maria, for being on the show.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me, Jojo. It's my pleasure, mm-hmm. and I can't believe this is your inaugural show. How cool! <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. thank you so much
0: for gracing us with your presence today. Your book on the rocks has left an undeniable mark on readers. And I'm eager to not only discuss the literacy aspects, but to dive deep into the layers of your empowering journey. Let's talk about, um, let's start by delving into the recognition that you received from California's governor, uh, Phil Murphy. Getting a personal commend, commitment letter for your page Turner nomination is an extraordinary achievement. Can you share with us the emotions and the profound significance of that, that moment in your nomination with the governor's award?
1: Sure. So, um this was right before or maybe even right during the time that we were shopping the manuscript back in 2021, 2022, and I had applied for the Page Turner Award and they had a specific category for manuscripts that could be good screenplays. So I thought, you know, there's a lot of action in this story. I thought it it might actually do very well on screen. So I applied and I found out that we were finalists for the award. And so I thought, since I'm a native here in New Jersey and uh, have my permanent residence here, I just thought I would let the governor know. And so I did. And much to my surprise, I had a package waiting for me the one day at home. And it was accommodation letter from Governor Phil Murphy, which was so awesome because first of all it's something that doesn't happen every day right and second Mm -hmm. of all as a writer you experience so many no's so many people tell you you know that you're not good enough that the writing doesn't move them enough that they're looking for something else that they wish it was more and to get that validation from the governor was just an awesome moment definitely one that i'll remember forever I bet.
0: I definitely bet. Like that I just I love to write poetry myself. I'm not really good at writing books because I think I have too much too bad of ADHD to just kind of be like sitting there focusing on a on a book. But I love to read and I love to write poetry though. Like I really do. And it it takes a lot of effort, you know, for someone to even just come out and do something like that to be able to write a book, you know, you're definitely beyond intelligent and I love that. Aww.
1: Thank you. Yeah, Thank
0: problem. you no problem. Your influence stretches far beyond the pages of your book. The at Joe um the, Prima uh, Prima the Donna. Facebook, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Instagram fan page has evolved into a thriving community, welcoming 100,000 visitors each month. Now, could you give us a glimpse of into what visitors it can expect to find on this dynamic platform and how it was has originally grown into this virtual hub?
1: Sure, absolutely. So originally my thought whenever I started this back in July of 2020 was to build a base for the book. Mm -hmm. Um, The book largely is about my father's rise and fall in the restaurant industry. And I knew that In the time that he was in business, which was almost 20 years, about a million people had walked through the doors and had been customers at the restaurant. So I knew that there was a thriving community of people that were familiar with the restaurant and, you know, may have missed the restaurant. So I started it really as a memorabilia page to gather people and to kind of talk. And then from there, I really branched it out. I did some recipes, some giveaways. Things that are definitely universal, uh, whether or not you've ever been to the restaurant. And it started to pick up a lot of steam. I also showed my personality and I think my father's personality. I did, um, what did I call it? moments with Joe or something, I can't even remember, where, you know, we would just do short snippets. And I would say, all right, you're at the restaurant, what do you order? Mom's apple pie, or Donna, who's my mother, his his mother's apple pie, or my mother's chocolate cheesecake? What do you order, you know, <laughs> and why? Right. And, right. you know, it just kind of showed our personalities. And I think from there, we definitely got some local media coverage. And then, Local media coverage kind of started to beget some of the more national media coverage that we've gotten. And it really helped create a buzz for the book because people knew, you know, three years before it came out that we were actively working on it and trying to find a home for it. So people were very excited. And I think that they enjoyed being part of the journey. And, you know, I always tell people social media. I don't know. It's, in my opinion, it's good and it's bad, right? It's good because you can reach all of these people um, that you may not have been able to reach and reconnect with people. But it's not so good because we always show the most shiny parts of ourselves, right? We never show some, sometimes if we're having struggles or, and I think that, you know, what this allowed me to do was sort of show a rounded off version of what it's like to go through the publication process because it's sometimes very ugly and sometimes you just don't know whenever a book is going to get picked up or if you're going to get picked up by an agent or even if the book is picked up, you have no idea if people are going to resonate with it and if they're going to like it or maybe not like it so much. And so really, Um, That particular fan page became my my base to sort of test things out and, you know, see what people were kind of into and how we could sort of shape a story around what the audience was craving at the time.
0: Right, right. And there's another chapter to your story, um your involvement in nonprofit work. Now, this showcases your dedication to making a positive impact. Could you shed light on the the causes dear to your heart and the initiatives that you're um, that you basically did?
1: Sure. So I always have a soft spot for the underdog. Um, my book is certainly about the underdog. And um, I have worked extensively on both coasts, both in California. Uh, I grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That's kind of where my, my story started. And then I moved to California. And whenever I moved to California, I started working for Get on the Bus, which is a nonprofit that brings children to visit their incarcerated parents for Mother's Day and Father's Day. And I loved I loved the work that I did there. It was awesome. Um, you know, some of the best experiences in my life in my 20s. And then I started to get old and I came back here to the East Coast to be a little closer to my family. And um, since then, I've worked for St. Paul's Community Development Corporation, which helps people with basic needs. Um, we like to say that we're hand up and not a handout. So we do things like emergency shelter for men. We have um, five single residence occupancy for women without children. We have a food pantry that services about 3,000 people per year. And also that branches into the school system. We have a supplementary pantry that takes care of a lot of our clients that can't get physically get to our location. We'll give away packages at the schools. We have an AmeriCorps program, which is a great national program um, based upon service. So we farm out AmeriCorps members from our agency. Also, AmeriCorps members do work at our agency. We have a job force, workforce development training program, um, and we do actually have a specific model for re-entry so we help to train people on probation and parole in construction green jobs and also the culinary field which is obviously very near and dear to my heart um, we have two full service community schools that welcome and help um, young people our schools are very much um, the population is a lot of newcomers to the united states so we help the families as a whole. We have a healthcare center within the schools and we also have mental health for the entire family. And um, we provide lots of parenting programs and ESL and arts-based programs and lots of different things that normally aren't covered in the regular school budget. So I love what I do. Um, You know, in addition to being an author, it is fantastic to Go to bed every night and just feel like you're making some sort of positive difference on people's lives. Whether or not I am, I'll never know. But um, it's a lot of fun. Lot of fun.
0: Absolutely, I bet. Uh, Success often comes with its own set of challenges. Like, can you share some of the obstacles that you faced during your writing career and how you overcame them?
1: Sure. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, So many obstacles. So, uh, for anybody that's listening right now if you're thinking of writing something, I say go for it and you need to be your best advocate. Um, Just to give you my stats, they're not good. So um, as of right now, I sit here and as you had mentioned earlier in the show at the top of the hour, JoJo, I was named in 2023 as LA Weekly's one of the top 15 authors to watch in 2023. Uh, The book was just mentioned in Forbes magazine as the holiday pick for the entrepreneurial spirited person on your list. Um, I've been in national media, local media, pretty much you name it, million podcasts. So, you know, this book has a lot of legs. And for the first two weeks that it was out, it was the number one culinary memoir ahead of number two, Anthony Bourdain's Kitchen Confidential, and number three, Stanley Tucci's Taste. So I tell you all of this, not to brag at all, but to tell you kind of where it came from. So whenever I was a querying author, which means that you send out letters to potential agents to try to get them to represent you, Mm -hmm. I sent out 265 letters.
0: Wow. Out of that
1: 265 letters, 140 people Never even responded, did not even have the courtesy to say thank you, but no thank you. They totally ghosted me. About, uh, I think, 107 or so it just gave me a form letter and said thanks, but no thanks. Um, a couple of people laughed at me. You know, it was really bad. And then 17 people said that they would like more information. And one of them, who's my agent now, uh, decided to sign me. And when this book went on the market to be sold to a publisher, the same thing happened. It went on the market in, I signed with my agent in July of 2021. We went on submission in September of 2021. The book had basically a lot of like close passes, but um, no interest until the fall, Well, oh, actually August of 2022. And then we did not sign a contract until October of 2022. And if you look up any stats on that, um, supposedly all books that are on submission over six months are considered Mm -hmm. dead. (laughs) So essentially this book, you know, it's about an underdog, but it is also an underdog book. So many people have told me no. And, um, you know, I just want to share with everybody who might be listening, whenever that happens, you definitely want to take constructive criticism because you want to make your book as best as as it could be. This took me 17 years to write. So it's not like I, you know, did this overnight at all. And I had a co-author in the project too, my wonderful former high school teacher, Ruthie Robbins. I'll give her a a quick shout out. But um, these things take time. And if you put your 100% effort into something and you really believe in your product, you have to sort of weather the rejection because everybody's going to find a way to tell you no, but you have to find that yes for yourself.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, if, any, if anyone is interested in your your book or services, is there a place um, where they can go online to to find your book?
1: Absolutely, yeah. So my website is www just like my name on the screen, maria c. palmer dot um, the book's available widely, Amazon, Target, Barnes and Noble, pretty much any bookstore around the country. And if the bookstore of your choice does not have it, they can certainly order it. Um, you know, it's available through Ingram, which is, I think the world's largest distributor. Um, so it's, it's really all over the place. And uh, as you had mentioned, too, people can certainly uh, follow along on my social media at Joe Costanzo, that's C-O-S-T-A-N-Z-O, Primadonna. Donna, P-R-I-M-A-D-O-N-N-A.
0: I'll have to check that out myself too, as well. Thank I haven't, you. I haven't heard of it, but I'll definitely check it out. Check it out myself. Uh, thank you, Maria, for sharing your incredible journey and insights with us today. It's been truly inspiring. And uh, to our listeners, thank you for tuning into our first episode of the Jojo Show. Um, some of you may know me from the Jojo's Empowering Journey, which is just an audio podcast. Um, stay tuned for more fascinating conversations. Until next time, keep chasing your dreams. Thank you so much, Maria.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Jojo. And congratulations on your newest venture. I can't wait to see all the places it's going to take you. So congratulations. Thank you so
0: much.